Be the Abu Productions welcomes you to a new episode of the BE Podcast. Join in the conversation with Pastor Jonathan Gallardo and Pastor Henry Cruz. Hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan Gallardo, pastor of Vida Abundante Cicero, and I'm with Henry Cruz. Welcome back to our podcast. And first and foremost, we sincerely apologize because we know that the thousands of our listeners <laughs> missed out on a podcast last week. What happened there, Henry? Uh, production said we had an episode and, and it turned out that production we, was wrong. It was wrong. And I won't say who, but someone said, I don't think we have an episode. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> well, I mean, we're juggling, you know, two podcasts, English and Spanish, yeah. and we got a little bit confused. And again, we're not professional podcasters. This isn't our full-time gig. We are actual pastors. <laughs> yeah, that have other things. <laughs> that have other things my, to yeah. do and preachings to get done and people to pastor. But that's no excuse, Henry. This will not happen again, yeah, right? It will not have. Well, we'll try not. To, <laughs> I don't like to say it'll never happen again, but we'll try. But that for is not to happen. We're, we're, again. we're frail human beings yeah. that fail. Yeah. So don't depend on us yeah. for for your theology. Go to the Bible. That it was all fails. on purpose. It was all on purpose, yeah. so so that you don't depend on us for your theology. You depend on the Word of God. So go to the Word of God the next time you don't have an episode. <laughs> um, or you should just be doing that yeah, in general. Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. But anyway, we're, we're back at it, though. We we have some important things to discuss, again, on the concept and on the theme that we've been exploring for the past weeks now on the how to listen to a sermon, mm-hmm. how, how to actually listen and get benefited from sitting under God's Word and listening to a sermon. So, you know, we talked about several aspects of, of it, including even, like, simply bringing your Bible and, and like, what you mentioned last time, staying awake, you know, yeah. or going to sleep early or going to bed on time. Yep. That was a, uh, you know, that's a real eye-opener because that's a practical element on how to listen to a sermon. You have to be awake. Uh, but we're going to get into some practical elements now as pastors kind of give give the audience a behind the scenes view of what we do and why we do it Mm -hmm. specifically because we know we're not preaching to the wall right we're not just preaching to the air well the the bible calls us paul calls us to preach to people to to preach the gospel to people to the hearers uh they have to listen and so we we have several techniques and it's not you know techniques not in the manipulation kind of the sense but we have a way to do it that is at times best for the listener yeah help them guide it's a guide to listen we don't just throw out you know sentences that don't mean anything or they that don't make any sense within context so one of the aspects that that i wanted to really explore is this homiletics Mm. and that's what us preachers call you know what we do our craft so why don't we just start there why why don't you just briefly if there's listeners out there that have never heard the word homiletics Mm -hmm. what is homiletics and why is it important yeah so it's as far as preaching goes you always want to be clear in your communication so homiletics is like the art of preaching in the sense of how are you structuring your sermon? How are you um, putting components together? Uh, we would call them like introduction, you know, points and different things like that. But how are you structuring your sermon so that 
when you give it on Sunday, so what does your homiletics look mm-hmm. like so that when you give it on Sunday, again, the idea is a sermon, as you just mentioned, is meant to be heard. And mm-hmm. it's meant to be heard in a way that's clear that there's some structure. Some people call it like the homiletical map. So mm-hmm. there's like a map where you're guiding someone through a sermon because ultimately the the way you do your homiletics can help someone better understand exactly. a, a sermon. So that's really the 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 idea i guess to just mm. be behind what that is because you do want the listeners the 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 congregation to follow what you're saying right uh and especially because it's coming from the word of god you kind of want them to go in tune with what the word of god is saying so that homiletical map or guide becomes very important mm-hmm. and so because we mentioned that the audience and the listener if you're listening to this podcast whether or not you come to our church or any church, yeah. uh, you, you can pay attention to close things that the pastor is saying in order to better follow them. And you'll mm. understand that that becomes a very important element to even your listening skill. Uh, so one of the things that I do, well, that I don't do well, but that I know how to do. <laughs> uh, so that's always a, a, a very important thing. Uh uh, you you got to know the rules to break them. Right, uh, right, right. But one of the things that 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 is very helpful, and one of the things that I always try to teach other younger preachers mm-hmm. uh, is this basic homiletical structure. And we'll we'll discuss it a bit. Yeah. It becomes very important because even in the church that you're at, wherever you're at, you. You, you have to identify these things. Some of these factors, that there isn't a very sequential order to this. This is just a basic kind of structure. But you should have some elements of these basic yeah. tenets in, in uh, any kind of preaching. Mm-hmm. So one of the first things is, and we heard this, I remember we were in, uh, I forgot where we heard uh, Professor Dr. Don Carson talk about this, but he he mentioned, you, you got to read the text. Right. So one of, one of the, Main issues first is read the text. We'll explain these a little bit more. Uh, and the second one is then you explain the text, read, explain, and then the third one is apply the mm-hmm. text. How does that apply to the the listener today and, and tomorrow for the rest of the week? That's a basic homiletical structure that the listener now should be aware of while they're sitting down in a sermon if they're listening to you preach me preach or in another congregation have we actually read the text Mm. are we in a text is there a passage (laughs) that we're discussing or are we at Mike Todd's church and we're like, you know, floating on, on, on a, on a lake or something or on a pool on stage. You have to know that there's a text first and foremost. And that, that becomes very helpful for the pastor then to be able to deliver a sermon with these key elements. Now, now let's talk about the, the importance of actually reading the text to the church. Yeah. Well, I I think that one, you're showing them where this is coming from. So you're actually showing them. Cause again, I know preachers and going back to like, what well, you know, guys that we used to listen to. And I think we'll do something like that in the future on this series. But, but um, you know, they would paraphrase a text sometimes or kind of assume that, you know, where the text is, mm-hmm. is coming from. But I like, you know, we, we both, we've sat in classrooms with Steve Lawson and, and he emphasizes 
there's one thing in reading the text and then reading, reading the <laughs> text. And so you don't just want to simply, you know, in, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word. No, like read the text. Yeah. So actual, you know, pause when there's it a comma. does something to you. Yeah, yeah. Emphasize the, the like, like what, what, what John is even like, what he might have been um, uh, evoking as he was writing this. And so you want to read the text with some type of passion. Um uh, pay attention to exclamation points, uh, caps, words, and things like that. But yeah, the idea is you're showing the congregation, look, we're going to be talking about this specific text. And so you're reading through it before you're actually going to get to the explanation of it. And and yeah, we're big on actually reading with, with passion. <laughs> um, and passion isn't always elevated voice and i yeah. want to be clear on that yeah, some yeah. people think it's you not know, screaming yeah, it's your- <laughs> not screaming at your church and but passion is like yeah like 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 i felt that you know like like there's there's something behind there um where you're not just simply reading words but but you're communicating something even through the reading of scripture that reading the the word of god does something to the preacher first yeah. of all i mean the we've mentioned this before you you've been in the passage for that whole week mm-hmm. and 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 it does something to you, and, and so when you read it, it, it becomes uh, it, it's like your sec. It's second nature now to understand these words and really feel the yeah. the the moments when the when the text itself has a climax. So it's very important to, to read that. Uh, the second element then is is applying. I mean, actually, it kind of explaining yeah. what the text is actually saying because it it is helpful to read it, mm-hmm. but what does it mean, especially when there's yeah, when you when you factor in that there's new people there, and then you factor in that you have people that have been in church for thirty years and they have no idea what this text yep. actually means, and they take or it they, way out of context. Or they think they do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's something completely <laughs> different. So let's talk about that a yeah. little bit now. Yeah. So when you're explaining a text, you're literally going through, depending on where you're in, you know, but or the genre of scripture, but you're basically just going through the flow of of the text. So like. What are some important details of this passage? Uh, what are some things that need to be highlighted in the explanation of the text? If there's doctrine that mm-hmm. needs to be highlighted, mm-hmm. then you're going to want to mention that. You might even have to uh, cross-reference mm. other passages, yeah. uh, which is something I think you do, you do well, um, where you're, you're, you're taking a church, look, here's this doctrine, and here, you know, I know you've done this in John a few times where it's like, well, let's go back to John yeah. first. Remember, he mentioned it here. He mentioned it here. He mentioned it here. Uh, let's go to other portions mm-hmm. of Scripture. And I think these things are important um, because, again, yeah, there are certain things that the church just might not capture. Mm-hmm. They might not get. And so you want to be uh, aware of this, especially if you're taking notes where when a text is being explained, you're you know, it doesn't mean, you, you know, you you write out the verses exactly. just write out the text like you know romans whatever says this write that down go back home read it um uh and, and study it later on your own but it you know don't try to copy every every word of, of mm-hmm. the text uh, on your notes because you're, you're not going to be able to do it but um it's just being mindful of those those key components and then yeah when when the preacher's explaining certain things whether it be historical geographical things that on a surface level, you're not going to be aware of. Those mm-hmm. are things that you, you know, jot down some things uh, to remind for you to remember, mm-hmm. okay, this is what, what this text was saying, why it was written, uh, who it was written to, and, and different things like that, that, um, or how the, uh, the words are being put, mm-hmm. put together grammatically and, and, and things like that. That's going to help your understanding for when you go back and, yeah. and look at, at your notes. So, so that, that becomes, it 
crucial because you'll be surprised how many people have heard Jerusalem, have heard Judea, have heard Israel, have heard about Judah. They don't know where they're at geographically yeah. or the mountains. And, you know, in most cases, it's it's not that, you know, central to this, but in most cases it is. Yeah. In some cases it is. And, and, and it becomes, you know, important for you to highlight that. You know, how did Jesus travel all the way from the south to the north yeah. uh, so quickly on, on the Sea of Galilee? What did he do? Where did he go? Uh, and, and so that becomes important. You know, mm-hmm. you get to see even a time frame elap- elapse from one section of a text to another section yeah. of the text. You see Jesus in Jerusalem in one in one text, and then you see him at, at the, you know, fishing in the at the Sea of Galilee on the north side. Yeah. So it becomes like, whoa, how did he get there so quick? And you, be, you at least know those things by explaining the text now now the the danger is always and we've mentioned this before is is oh it's just becoming a commentary right over explaining uh, over maybe, like yeah. you know the sea level rises at this yeah. amount and and it possibly in the wind that you know right there's some things that you can leave out yeah. <laughs> it's good for you to know as a pastor but i don't think the congregation is that interested in yep. knowing about sea levels and wind wind yeah. forces i read some technical commentaries like that and i'm just like why am i reading this right <laughs> now i could be reading something yeah. else but they're helpful, but you know that's not something that you want. You want uh, the church to like, uh, you know, write down all these right. notes and go home and meditate on the sea level. Yeah. Uh, I think it's important for them to actually know exactly what's going on in the text. So now that we've read it, we've explained the text. Now here, here comes where the homiletics comes in. You know, yeah. they could have been incorporated throughout this whole time, but. But now here we have some homiletical structure mm-hmm. in the application. Yeah. What do we do with the text that we just read and explain? Now, how is it applied? Yeah, and, and that's really where the challenge, I think, well, for some people, it's the opposite. It's explaining the text because they're so anxious to get to the now and today that that they totally miss on the explanation mm-hmm. and just start applying the text but but i think a a good sermon will explain faithfully the text and then it has to apply it faithfully and again this becomes a challenge because sometimes as pastors if you know like there's an issue in the congregation going on like you know uh you you want to address something that the text maybe is not uh, addressing and so um and I think that's where you need to be careful. I think it's Zach Aswin. I could be wrong, but I'm one of the books we both had to read these books in, in the classes that we're taking. But uh, one of the, one of these guys makes a comment on, you know, sometimes the the greatest sin committed is in application in the sense that the preacher does a great job of explaining the text, but then goes way off yeah. the rails in the application because again. He's applied something that's not necessarily found in the text. So he just had a counseling session he, and exactly. he knows some dirt and he's hitting that. Yep. Even though the text doesn't talk about yeah. it. So he went on marriage in a yeah. text that had nothing to do with marriage. So so to give an example. Yeah. And so that's why when you're applying, you want to be faithful to you know, if the text is whatever it's talking about, if it's the miracles of Jesus, then yeah, then then the application should really be well, what do you believe about Christ? Like, why is he doing these miracles? Uh, how do you respond to these mm-hmm. miracles? Do you respond like the Pharisees uh, or the Sadducees? Again, depending on where you're at, but you don't want to take a story like that where it's clearly emphasizing mm-hmm. something about Christ and then, you know, apply it to like child raising or whatever where, where the text isn't doing that. Um, so so that's where you want to be careful as as a preacher, But but we all need to apply because, yeah, at some point in the sermon, whether it's throughout, which is what mm-hmm. most homiletical like yeah. outlines do at the end, um, 
wherever you do it, but at some point you got to bring that text to the now. So, mm-hmm. so most people call this the so what of the sermon, mm-hmm. which is okay. So, so what? What what is the sermon now telling us to do? So you've given me all this information, but now what's it telling me to do? And and at the end of the day, that is that that's where the difference between teaching and preaching is found. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a teaching lesson is okay at just information because that's mm-hmm. what what's intended it's i'm giving you information but a sermon is meant to to hit at okay what it what am i being called to do and again mm-hmm. I, I think for those listening it is vital to know that um sermons are calling us to do something so yep. so we're 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 supposed to leave the church with i'm supposed to do this so you've been on on you know on sundays on evangelism mm-hmm. which it's clear mm-hmm. <laughs> The church is supposed to be doing something from hearing this, Mm -hmm. which is, and I think one of the things you mentioned yesterday was the more we know our depravity Mm -hmm. and how Christ saves them from sin, well, the application is here. Mm -hmm. The more you're going to tell others about about Christ. And so... So you were paying attention to the sermon. I I take notes, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, but honestly, it, it is like, like... But there, you're calling us to do something. Or a preacher is calling the listener to do something. And it's important for, if you're taking notes again, to, to kind of, um, what, what, to kind of be on the lookout for that. So, yeah, yeah. so to be mindful listen of, that. yeah, listen for uh, that moment when the explanation shifts now into here's the application, but then obviously for us, and this is, you know, out of the book of James, we don't just want to write it down and be listeners mm-hmm. of it, but we, we, you know, the goal is for us to be doers, doers. of it. So, so so yeah so so anyway um that's something that i that i think it it, it's key for those listening in application that that every sermon is asking us to do and be and be ready be ready for that as a listener one has to be ready for that because we don't as pastors we don't want you to just be like oh wow that was beautiful yeah wow what a an amazing speech no it's it's like oh man i haven't evangelized anybody (laughs) in like the past eight months or eight years so and like sometimes yeah i was i was being very careful but like being provocative in the sense it's like man i don't think you could be a christian right without doing this because it's a disciple it's his work (laughs) that's what a disciple does uh but you know yeah we don't want you to just simply listen for rhetoric and and be like wow this was a great you know like if you're at a ted talk right you 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 gotta listen and be you know if there's a moment for even self-evaluation or gut checks that i that i like to call uh but but that's what the listener should be aware of in the sermon Mm -hmm. and usually the the pastor will say well here's point number one that you can, this is where, the, this point is found in this part of the, of the text. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about yesterday's sermon. We, this is, we're recording this podcast on Monday. So Sunday is very right. fresh on our mind. Yeah, yeah. And, and one of the things that, I, that I've been highlighting from evangelism is in John chapter 21, verses 1 through 14. The fact that fishing is not just about fishing. It's not just about actually catching fish. It, right. It's been highlighted that fishing every time in in the Gospels, it's a evangelistic uh, outlook. It's Mm -hmm. a theme on evangelism, as Luke chapter 5 talks about. So this fishing aspect is is really a connection to personal evangelism and that Jesus tells them to cast the net even when when they had already done it all night. 
but it was without him. Right. So evangelism always is, uh, Jesus is always required in evangelism. Mm -hmm. We always have to start with him. That's why Peter uh, John says it is the Lord. Uh, and, and so that that's what we want people to, to see in the text, feel it, and then realize it's my turn then to... Yep. Be a faithful disciple or not be a faithful disciple. Be a, a, a good for nothing or be one that is worthy of his work. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's what we call people to do. Listen, listen to those cues, listen to those aspects and and be a very good, be very in tune to what how the pastor is guiding you through this through this time together. Yep. Is there anything else you want to add on listening? I would just say just be mindful that you don't have to write everything down. Mm -hmm. If a pastor's telling a story. An illustration we would call it the technical term for it you don't need to write that story down that's not that's not a moment to put your head down and take notes that's mm -hmm. a moment to yeah to listen because again there is a an aspect of actually listening and observing during a sermon yeah. so it's just being mindful of when it's time to write notes explanations a good time application but it's not you know a sermon isn't meant for you to have your head down the whole time exactly. just writing notes and trying to capture as much as you can word for word so just be mindful of those things and i think that you'll be able to to, to understand more as well so stay awake stay yep. alert uh be with us next week this is the end of this podcast uh next week we're gonna continue on the same theme and we're gonna be talking about some of pastor henry's favorite preachers <laughs> uh -oh. and some of the preachers he used to listen to so you do not want to miss next week hit the like button or wherever you're listening to us give us whatever stars that you can on the podcast uh and then just spread the word get the word out there for your friends anybody that listens to podcasts get the word out that we're talking about preaching and sermons see you next week thanks for tuning in for any questions reach out to us on twitter at be that English pod or go to our website be the Abu that church we hope to see you next week this has been a be the Abu productions presentation